This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. We made it to Fantasy Sweet Week. I'm Ashley Young, joined by Natalie Zamora. And this is the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. We have a lot to talk about. We have made it so deep into Michelle's season. And I know it's a cliche. I say this every season. I can't believe we're down to, well, at this point, two men. We have a proposal just around the corner. But let's talk fantasy suites because it is the the worst episode of the year and my favorite one to talk about as well because it's just so hokey and peak bachelorette producer drama. Mm-hmm. We're down to three guys and I'd be lying if I said the three men that made it to fantasy suites were not who I thought were going to be there. Yeah, me either. I think Nate has always been a front runner. But then beyond that, I think it was kind of anyone's game until it wasn't. So very, very interesting. I too find fantasy suites so cringy and a lot of times the worst, but also some, so fun to talk about just kind of the whole idea of it. I remember the first time my mom kind of got introduced to Bachelor Nation. She was so like, could not get over the fact of like, they can have sex with all three of these people, like one after <laughs> the other. I'm like, they can. Yeah. She's like, interesting. Like, I'm not judging. I just didn't know they did that on these shows. On like primetime ABC television. But of course, they don't use the S word. You know, we, the S word they use is spent the night, like slept over. Um, The way they go around avoiding it is just Mm -hmm. so comical to me when, you know, you can open Twitter and TikTok and just see all of it on the internet. The way it's censored for television is so funny to me. Um, But I'm with you, the three guys. I can't believe Brandon made it this far, mm-hmm. but I got to be real with you. He really won me over. He was up first. Um, we'll back, back that a little bit. I think everyone always fights over the order. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. I would never in a million years want to go first because I so believe in like recency bias. Yeah. I would be proudly go last if I had to pick my order in the lineup here. Yeah, me too. And this is for whatever reason, like I've said it on the podcast, my boyfriend will watch like a little bit here and there. He's usually on the couch, but like in his own world, not trying to pay attention. But he is very passionate about the fact that you need to go last or else you're not winning the show. And I'm like, it is true, though. I think recency bias for sure. And I think, you know, you can have a great overnight, pull all the moves you want. But if it happened three days ago, and you're sleeping with someone last night, you're going to think about that person the most, unless it went horribly wrong. (laughs) Yeah, which I guess we never know, because everything happens behind closed doors. But Brandon held his own. I think he, it's hard on the show, because the, the loudest person gets the most screen time. And he's kind of coasted through this whole season. But he seems so earnest which I think goes two different ways. Some people can find that annoying or like juvenile or some people find it very endearing. Mm -hmm. And I think this week it trended very endearing for me. I, that man looks like he would fall in love with the first woman to look at him. (laughs) Like he seems very puppy dog, you know, I love you because you're here, Mm -hmm. but he, there's no doubting that he like is there for the right reasons and wants to be with Michelle. 
Yeah, I know. It's like he seemed very genuine the past few weeks that we've gotten to know him more. But last night, definitely held nothing back. He was very much like, I will die for this person. I'm very much in love with this person. And I saw on Twitter, someone say like, I think this is the most in love any contestant has ever been on the show. And I'm like, this is the most anyone has ever expressed it for sure. Because he was really, really owning it. And I think that they're really charmed Michelle and everyone at home watching too. Yeah, like who doesn't want to hear that someone is completely enamored with you, mm-hmm. which truthfully she didn't get from anyone else this episode, but we'll no. get into that. And, you know, their date, whatever. They did the whole force thing, cute on the beach, very Mexico. Mm-hmm. You get the fireworks, the overnight. Can we talk about the little, um, the food fight in bed? Is yeah and I just so cynical and not romantic that's disgusting yeah no it's too gross to me it's like everything's dirty now I feel bad for whoever's gonna come in and clean this also everyone's watching on tv and now think I'm an animal or something like, <laughs> it's not romantic and I think it kind of speaks to the fact that I don't think Michelle sees Brandon the same way he sees her. So I think their whole morning after was like a friend zone situation. It did not feel romantic. It didn't feel like we potentially just slept together for the first time. It feels like, oh, we had a fun sleepover. We stayed up all night and we played with food. (laughs) That's the perfect (laughs) recap because I couldn't really put my finger on the energy because they obviously enjoy each other, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not reciprocated in the same extent. Um, but he seems giddy and my favorite part of fantasy suites is when they make everyone sit it other, the guys and the contestants sit and I don't know what they are or aren't allowed to say, but their vague recaps like of the night and the activities is so funny to me without fail. I love how awkward it is. No one can keep a straight face. It's peak reality television in my book. It's one of those moments that is so authentic like I can feel the discomfort and the embarrassment when they're all sitting in that room and you know you go back and you kind of look at it and whoever comes back is just glowing absolutely (laughs) glowing beaming and the other two guys are always just staring at their feet and I live for it it's my favorite part of the episode I know it's so good and I I saw people on Twitter kind of complaining like oh they did it again they put them all in the same hotel room like it's so messed up and I'm like it is but it's hilarious so I mean whatever you know they're already they've been through enough already like I don't think keeping them in the same hotel room is really gonna break them at this point like it's part of the process and God, it really is so awkward and so funny. And I love Joe's line about like, we were bros and now we're foes. Oh my gosh. It was just a highlight of the episode. Highlight for sure. And I think Joe is not Mr. Personality, but I wouldn't be surprised if like in real life off camera, he was like sneaky, funny, or a little more charming because he just doesn't have that like it factor to like make it through the camera and the TV and the edit mm-hmm. and which I definitely translated to boring. I was kind of yeah. like, Joe, you're giving me absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michelle and him keep going back to that. We're from Minnesota. Minnesota's a big state and I don't think it has the most like what's unique about Minnesota that you can't find in like Wisconsin. Is it that different? Is that rude to say to 
the Wisconsinites <laughs> and Minnesotans of the world. But they're just so hung up on this piece of home. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't think you guys are so much connected on that as you are homesick. Yeah. Like, this looks like an incredibly lonely process. And it symbols like a piece of home that you can't have right now. But is there a connection really rooted in being from Minnesota? I don't know. I'm not sold on that whole storyline. Yeah, me either. It's not like they're in another country and they're both from like a very small town that no one's heard of that has like X, Y, and Z traditions and something that's like an extreme coincidence. This is kind of just like, sweet. If we end up together, we won't have to travel far for like holidays. It'll be fine. But yeah, I'm with you. I really don't see a connection there. And of course, Joe eventually does go home, but I didn't see anything between them besides like, oh, I miss growing up and playing basketball. That was for simpler days. Literally, they just like are like, we have no identity or finding an identity beyond basketball was challenging. I'm yeah. homesick. Very relatable things. Um, but the ziplining date too, I don't think at this point in the game, Again, you're so distant. You're not doing it like in tandem. Yeah. They put him in like a prison mic, purple bandana <laughs> and just sent them on their merry way. Um, I didn't see the personality. I know they're like feeding animals and ziplining, but he's still falling so flat. And I feel yeah. like I've rooted from him or for him from the get go. And he just really didn't win me over this episode. Yeah, no, their one on one was boring to me, like it was hard to keep my attention. And I think he did open up a little bit. But it's kind of too little too late. And Michelle even said, like, we've been on a slower pace. And I'm like, all right, well, he's going home because (laughs) a slow pace when you're at the final three is not going to cut it. The slow pace on this show is just not the right tactic. You have to like go all in, keep up with the pace. Um, I feel like her saying that was so polite. Because basically, like, all right, I've given you the chance to kind of play catch up and you haven't done it. So, again, Joe is slow, steady. He seems like a solid baseline, like no drama, no disappointment. He's just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, Which isn't the worst thing when you're dating someone, right? Yeah. We we all seek stability and and comfort and someone that reminds us of home. (laughs) But on The Bachelorette, it doesn't win me over. Um, So while Michelle and Joe are doing their thing. This is when I'm like, all season, Nate's been a little bit of an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. you see moments of it, right? Too but I'm like, cocky. he's beautiful. Yeah, he's so cocky. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time where I finally was like, I can't take it anymore, is when he's kind of like manipulating Brandon, trying to get in his head about yeah. the order. Like, obviously, she saves the best for last. If you're that confident, keep it to yourself. Like, what yeah. mind games are you trying to play? Yeah, it was really, really weird because Brandon's such a sweet little angel. I'm like, just leave him alone, please. And I really I think it showed that Nate is really insecure about it, because at one point, too, it seemed like he had his first ever realization that Michelle was dating other guys when he was at the fantasy suites. And to just say like, oh, well, you know, I'm the best. And I'm that's why I'm last last is the best time to go. It's just like, Anyone with half a brain could realize that you don't have to rub it in like Brandon had a good night, let him be and then have your good night. And if you're the best, then you'll win. It's like, it doesn't really matter what Brandon thinks of it. He already had his date. And he has no, yeah, like no pull. It's not like Brandon has to go vote for the winner. Why are you doing that? You're just being, you're being rude. Yeah. The cockiness is too much for me. And he did end up getting the best date, in my opinion. They got to go on a boat and, like, 
spend the day like in each other's arms and like really like you said it's not just recency bias it's building that connection and I was annoyed because I do think Brandon and Joe seem like good guys yeah and I'm like I can't believe this guy behind Michelle's back can be cocky and kind of manipulative and he just needs to chill and then he yeah. gets the best date I was like damn the producers know what they're doing Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, too, kind of, we know Michelle has had her eyes on Nate. I mean, he was the first impression rose. He's been kind of a front runner. So I think going into this episode, I was already like, it's it's done. Like, she's he's going to have the best date. They're going to have the best time. And even if they don't, like, he'll still get a rose just because it's him. And that's what happened. Yeah, we know he's got a hold on her. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you just are so fixated on a person, you have your rose-colored glasses on. Yeah. And I was losing my mind at the dinner portion of their date. Oh, I Michelle's basically it. like, yeah, you know, I just, a non-negotiable for me is knowing how someone feels about me. And he says this line about, well, I don't have all the answers in life. And it's like, Nate, she's not asking for all the answers. She's asking for one. Do you yeah. love me? Like, do you care about me? And that man just went on a tirade. I don't even know what he was saying. It could have been a different language. Mm-hmm. And he never answers that question. And she's so enamored. She's just like, okay, like, let it go entirely. Yeah, it was really hard to watch because I'm still rooting for Nate just because you can tell that she loves him and he's attractive and they'd be cute together. So I'm like, all right, let's make it work. Let's see what he's got. Like, I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt, but that dinner was really, really painful from both sides. And it's like, obviously, we don't see what happens when the cameras aren't rolling or what might have been edited out. But the edit we were given was (laughs) that Michelle was trying to like coerce this confession of love and Nate just wasn't able to do it. And I don't know what else happened that we didn't see, but that was good enough for her, I guess. And then they moved on. (sighs) That's so fair. You got to remind me. We only see the snippets they give us, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's uh, just, I think when you're like in love with a person, sometimes the words just come spewing out, but like it shouldn't be a tongue twister to say, yes, I care about you. And yes, yeah. I see a future with you. You don't need to give like the right answer or the best answer, but any iteration of those phrases. Um, but like you said, it was good enough for Michelle. They have a great night together. And obviously Nate goes back and meets the guys with a like grin on his face and he is as cocky as ever. So at this point, it's been a pretty standard episode, nothing too chaotic or out of the blue. And of course we go to the rose ceremony and Brandon decides (laughs) he's just going to walk up to Michelle and ask to speak with her. And he doesn't say anything, really. He kind of is just like, I care about you. So he's obviously panicking. And I didn't love the move, but I'm curious what you thought about it. Me either. Me either. And I really like him. Like we were saying, he had a great one-on-one and he's very, very sweet and genuine. But no, I didn't like it. It just added more pressure for Michelle. And I don't know what the answer is, but I was definitely thinking like, if he didn't go and talk to her, would she have given the rose to Joe? Because if I was her and this guy's talking to me and being very sweet right before the rose ceremony, I would probably at least subconsciously feel pressured to give him a rose. I would feel terrible of being like, thanks, you went like this extra mile to be nice. And now like, goodbye. 
even though like that would have totally been fair too, but I think it might've added some unnecessary pressure on Michelle, which she didn't seem like she was enjoying the conversation. She was kind of like, okay, let's get back to it now. Like it was so (laughs) awkward. So awkward. And I think it was ironic because like you said, he probably had pure intentions to Mm -hmm. just, but it did, it came across desperate. It kind of felt manipulative to me. Yeah. Like you said, it puts the pressure on her and not for nothing. That conversation did nothing but make a stressful decision that much more difficult for her. Yeah. And I don't know when you're, when I'm stressed, I like to have my steps, right? You know, okay, we're going to do one, then two, then three, and we're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. she'll probably went in there was like okay I can do this like I know it's tv but it still looks miserable yeah breaking up with anyone is not fun let alone multiple people week after week yeah and I'm just like you've made a very stressful thing that much harder by taking it off script uh I thought Joe was going home regardless so I want to continue to believe that that mm-hmm. the speech had nothing to do with it um but I did feel like it was a lame move and a last ditch effort. It made him look desperate. And I feel like it kind of stemmed from Nate being so cocky and confident that he felt like it was a last ditch effort to compete with that type of confidence, but it looked ridiculous. Brandon, stop. Don't do that again. Don't ever do that again. I really, yeah, I really didn't like it. And it was funny because I think there was like 10 minutes left of the episode and I'm like, Oh no, what? shit is gonna happen now like we're at the rose ceremony what's gonna go wrong and I also didn't really like how he was saying you know even if you send me home like you know he still cares about her and all that I'm like you're being manipulative I think it's like why add that part in there just so she thinks you're a good guy and then wants to keep you around I don't know just came off weird I hate that like when you go through a breakup regardless of whether you're friends at the end of it or like mortal enemies Mm -hmm. you need time to process and that like I'll always love you I'll always care about you it's such a cliche yeah you don't know how you're gonna feel in the future truthfully yeah and just let it happen for what it is you don't need to give me this like pity pitch so weird move on his part um I feel like Joe was shell-shocked he wasn't crying he looked yeah um that was kind of hard to watch And I appreciated that he said, I know I might not look like I'm upset, Mm -hmm. but because I think sometimes people are like, oh, you're not crying. You're not upset. That man was shell shocked. You could tell he did not see that coming. Yeah, I felt so bad, especially, I mean, we're at this point where we're going to be heartbroken with the contestants going home, especially because all like these three are great guys, even though we might not have expected them to make it this far. And even if Nate is kind of sketchy, I do like all three of them. So it was hard to watch. And I totally understood like my reaction sometimes. Sometimes I'm a huge crier. Other times I'm just completely silent. And I'm like, why am I not crying? I don't look sad. People are going to think I'm not sad. So definitely related to that. And I'm, I'm sure he'll be just fine, though. He's an attractive guy. He did nothing wrong on the show. So girls are going to love him. That's what I, I, I say that every week, like <laughs> you get upset because you become attached at this yeah. point in the season. I'm like, I don't even want to know how many times he can scroll through his DMs before oh, hitting yeah. the bottom. Like, I'm sure he's doing just fine. Um, would never wish a breakup on anyone. However, I love a comeback story. And I wouldn't mind if maybe in the future, this Minnesota romance 
yeah. came back together and they got back together in the future. I don't know. I'm just saying I do love them together and I could see them being a very quaint, beautiful Minnesota basketball parent couple. That would be incredible. Yeah, I agree. I could see them getting back together. And like you said, they would be, I think, good in real life. Maybe not on The Bachelorette because they're a little bit too safe and boring for reality TV. But I think in real life, just every day going grocery shopping, like just hanging out together, they'd be perfect. So maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we only have, we're down to the final two. It's Nate and Brandon. Spoilers have been out and about. Yeah. forever so it's hard to watch when you know how it ends uh, or at least I feel that way because I'm really in it for the memes and the Twitter yeah. gossip right and that's what makes it amazing but three hours when you know how the movie is gonna end exactly it's so tough that's a tough chunk of time and commercials I know I do all my television like I watch I'm a cable cutter I don't have cable yeah. this is like the only cable program I watch and I, every week I sound like a grouchy old lady. I'm like, I'm a commercial. <laughs> and it's all for like drugs and medicine. Yep. I know I'm the same way. Yeah, it should be an uneventful episode, even though they're trying to hype it up as if it is very eventful. We see Michelle kind of in her dress waiting for whoever's coming down and she's crying. And it's like, I highly doubt it's going to be that dramatic. She already told Nate she loves him. So yeah. it's a wrap. Like that's it. We could have <laughs> we could have cut it at this episode, and that would be it. Yeah, I'm with you. We kind of it's like all right, the writing's on the wall. Let's yeah. let's wrap this up a little quicker. Um, the one line though that they kept teasing, and that messes me up a little bit, is her mom saying, "I don't think he's ready for marriage." Mm-hmm. And you have to assume it's Nate. Yeah. However, it could be again about either guy, obviously. I mean, my mom told me that I know it's TV and it's not a legally binding contract, blah, blah, right. blah. Like just get engaged and do your people interviews and like secure the bag. But if my mom said that, that would mess with my head so yeah, much. Yeah, it would make me nervous because I feel like growing up, it's like you don't want to believe your mom. It's like, oh, that guy's kind of like not that good for you, whatever. You don't want to believe it. But as you get older, I think you realize, oh, yeah, she was always right about every single person. So that would make me nervous for sure. Yeah. It's like, what advice do you have to your younger self? Your mom is actually right. Yeah. Listen to her. <laughs> she does know what she's talking about. That yeah. guy is actually the worst person you could date. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, mom. I believe you now, all these years later. So I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be a crazy eventful thing. Um, But the best part of the season ending is we have a new one right around the corner. We keep getting teasers for, I keep saying Colton. I know. It's too close. Too close. the same person. Hopefully Kate is a better person. (laughs) I know. Well, let's not manifest any creepy breakups and stalking situations less court documents this season yeah um so I'm excited for that they're they're teasing drama the same drama we get every year that's exciting and I love mixing in new players to Bachelor Nation so we can creep on Instagram and these meetups that people have um and the one that is on my mind this week is Dale getting his like acting big debut in that Mm -hmm. rom-com did you watch the trailer no I didn't did you it's a terrible I am always a little <laughs> upset with myself if I have and you haven't because I'm like, this is definitely more your realm. Um, I did. It, it says like 
lifetime movie and oh, movie amazing. Death. Um, so I am kind of excited to watch it because <laughs> I love a bad movie. Um, but Claire posted about it on her Instagram story and was just like, you know, you guys can stop tagging me in this. I had a spot to his acting career from day one, basically saying like shading him for being fake and like the whole thing was a performance out the gate. Yeah. And I know I wasn't kind to her on her season, but good Instagram post. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Their, their relationship was a mess. So this is just, I'm sure this won't be the last time she's shading him. That's so funny. Yeah. I live for it. I, <laughs> I love the off the screen drama. I don't want to see like yelling in the house, but this mm-hmm. like back and forth. I'm like, Oh, this is real life. Like, did the producers do this? No, they didn't. This is authentic. So we got a lot coming up. Um, I can't believe that Clayton season starts so soon. We don't even have a breather after Michelle. They're really making up for lost time here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're switching back to Monday night. So I have no, no opinion on it. I was going to say, so that's exciting, but really, is it not really mm-hmm. the same thing? No, we're, <laughs> we're still going to watch our stupid little show and read yeah. our stupid little <laughs> tweets and talk about these stupid little romances um but no it's all exciting things well I'm not excited for three hours I am excited to debrief it all here with you guys next week so we appreciate you tuning in this week catch us next week when we can finally openly act like we haven't read spoilers and talk all about Michelle's impending engagement I'm so excited and hope you join us next week